You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm so excited to have with me today the Corporate Yogi. Phenomenal, phenomenal brand. I, I'm, I'm just in love with it. Anyway, Julie Zuzak works with entrepreneurs and businesses, and she, she brings in that entwinement of the, um, you know, kind of the mystical woo-woo, you know, that we like to call it here, but really those higher frequency uh, pieces in, in terms of making sure that the people who are um, assisting the world and changing the world are operating in their own actualization um, and, and highest elements. And so I'm really excited for our conversation today. We're going to be talking about entrepreneurial superpowers, and she is no stranger to the superpower conversation. So she comes in well armed with all kinds of yummy information about that. So please join me in welcoming Julie to the show. Welcome, Julie. Oh, thanks, Tonya. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yay. Well, we're excited to have you. So we're going to jump right in and ask you, what are your superpowers? Mm. So I would say the first one, and this is very aligned, uh, as you kindly mentioned in the introduction, I do a lot of work with entrepreneurs. And so my superpower really aligns with that work that I do uh, specifically with them. And that is to be able to tell what someone's limiting beliefs are and what their uh, blocking behaviors are that is holding them back from being successful with their business. So in that first you know, two minutes of our conversation, I can tell what it is that they are holding that is really keeping them stuck. And that might be a belief, it might be um, a, a behavior or some sort of story that they're telling that is standing in their way of their success. Mm, and that's so necessary. I, you know, we, we have all these blind spots that we don't even realize. And and um, over in, in the superpower expert world, you know, we talk a lot about frequencies and vibrations and which frequency you're choosing to associate with in that moment. And depending on your um, experience with or the longevity that, that you've been in a specific frequency, the, those blind spots are really challenging. And, and, it, and they often lead to people not being able to embody those higher frequencies. So your ability to point that out to folks and, and help them work through those um, is really powerful. How did you get into all this? Well, it just kind of fell into place. So I, I did spend 15 years in corporate. Uh, I worked in marketing communications for technology companies. And then I decided to start my own business. And so I went to coaching school, I became a coach. And what I really started to do is work with people in a more strategic sense. So helping them with the branding and the marketing and the setting up of a business. But what I realized really quickly, like within the first year, was that there was all of this inner game that, you know, when we use the, the iceberg analogy, that's always a great one for your listeners to have in mind. Only 10% of that iceberg you see above the waterline. And that is our behavior. That's the action that we're taking. But if you can actually go below the surface, then 90%, that is all, you know, that inner game, the beliefs that we have. And, and so once I started to dig around into that area, I realized it was a lot more efficient to help get people unstuck uh, and get them to move forward and do the things that they needed to do. Because quite often, it's people standing in their own way that mm -hmm. is preventing them from be success being successful. And so... You know, really, it was just rolling up my sleeves and just working with client after client after client until I started to see these patterns and similarities. <laughs> and that's really where, you know, my whole concept of conscious business came from, which is focusing on your personal growth and who you are to allow your business to grow. 
Mm, perfect. Well, I think it's so incredibly necessary. And I find too, the, those stuck moments of stuck places are really shape our reality. Um, and so it's that, I think that could be some of the most challenging aspects of this work is, is you're basically telling somebody, somebody that what they're seeing and believing isn't real or doesn't need to be real or they, they have, it's mutable, you know, they can, they can alter it. Um, what, what are, what are some of the pa- patterns that you're, you've noticed with regards specifically to the entrepreneurial sector? Mm-hmm. Well, there's definitely a theme of being seen and heard and being uh, in that position of an expert. There's a lot of resistance that people have to that. It's, you know, if I step onto that stage and I really own this, or if I really call myself an expert, people are going to laugh at me. You know, it's that fear of um, imposter syndrome, of people judging them. When in fact, you know, people will admire you if you really step up and you really truly own your power because what you're doing is you're giving them permission to step up and be powerful as well. So I'd say that that is definitely the first and foremost that everyone deals with at some level is that fear of judgment from others, that fear of really, really stepping up. Mm, I can see that. Absolutely. And and so how do you work with people who are in that position? Yeah. So connecting them to their purpose, to their big why is very, very important because, you know, I, I I like to talk about growth hangovers. So quite often as entrepreneurs, we're doing growth hangovers. Yeah. (laughs) So when we're having a day where everything, or maybe even a week where it's like, you know, you did a, a bunch of new scary things that you've never done before, rather than just sitting at home on email, which is inside your comfort zone. But if you spend a disproportionate amount of time outside of your comfort zone, doing new things or crossing over edges from unknown into known, then you're going to have a growth hangover. You know, just like if you ate too much food or drank too much wine, you're going to suffer from that uh, the very next day. So what I try to tell people is to make sure that as you're planning your time, you don't have um, an entire day or an entire week really spent out of your comfort zone. You're really scheduling your time and your activities so that you have ample time in and outside of your comfort zone so you don't get so burnt out. <laughs> I love the growth thing over. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, I, and, and it's so crucial just to give yourself permission, I think, for that. And, and, you know, in our world, we talk about what happens is like the knowingness jumps ahead into those higher frequencies. So it gives you, um, I call it the, the, you know, the universal dangle. Like it's like, hey, look what's possible. And then there's a bunch of pieces and parts of you that haven't lived in that space yet. And so they have, to, you have to kind of acclimate all of them to that new frequency and and I can see I may have to borrow your growth hangover concept. Yeah, um, you know I can I can see that causes that kind of, ooh, you know what am I where am I in the backlash if you're not cautious, um, that can ensue. And and once you start to build stories around the backlash, you've created this whole other construct that at some point you have to have to work through. Um, that's beautiful. So so what aided you or or, or what? sparked the interest in you to move from corporate into assisting people in this way? Well, it was really just, uh, there isn't a sexy story here. I apologize. It's just (laughs) really, it was after 15 years, I kind of got bored doing the same thing. And the last company that I was at, I was in the UK. I was living right in London. And as our company was just purchased by a larger firm and I, and I knew I wasn't a fit for that new company, I decided to move back to Canada. I live here in Toronto. And as I was doing that, it was like, okay, well, let's, you know, get the wheels in motion, start talking to recruiters. And it just literally felt like everything I looked at, I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. 
I don't want to do that. Like nothing really excited me. And the thought of going over and doing the same thing in a different company, but really the same company over and over again, I just, I couldn't do it. And so a friend of mine had just gone through her coach training and I watched her journey and it was incredible. And I just decided I wanted to be a coach. And so I quit my job. I did my training and dove right in completely blindfolded. (laughs) I love it. That's perfect. Well, we're going to take a quick break. You've been listening to Superpower Up Podcast. We're talking with Julie Zuzek today about entrepreneurial superpowers. And when we come back, we're going to really dive into how important it is to kind of look at your own superpowers. If if you're in business or you want to move into your own business, then then these are conversations that you need to be having with yourself. So when we come back, we'll give you some pointers and, and tips on how to do that. So stick with us and we'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to the Superpower Up podcast. We're talking with Julie Zuzek about entrepreneurial superpowers. Julie, we talked a little bit before the show about just how crucial it is that people be willing to kind of overlay themselves with this um, image of, you know, what we call superpowers, but really, you know, what are their gifts and abilities and, and their, their mission, what we call unique superpowers here. Can you offer our listeners some tips on, on like, maybe that makes them a little bit uncomfortable to think that they might have superpowers. Um, what, what can we tell them to help them kind of be more comfortable with that dialogue? Mm, I love it because it is quite often we we are humbled and overwhelmed by our gifts and our superpowers. And so that really forces us to want to play small. So what I would suggest, and this is quite often when we're facing something that's scary or difficult and we're not sure whether we have the courage to move forward, I always suggest that people connect with their purpose. Who is it that you are meant to help? And if you can reach out and really hold that person in your mind's eye who needs to hear your message or whatever gift you have to share with them, focus on them because they really, really need to hear from you. And so if you don't have the courage to really step up and do what it is that you're scared of, they're going to miss out on whatever it is that you have to share with them. So really, it's about getting out of your own head and making it actually not all about you and focus on the people that you really, really need to reach and really need to help. And that often gives us the courage that we need to move forward and do things that are are really quite intimidating and scary. Oh, I love it. I love the synchronicity too. I often tell people, you know, people are waiting for you. There are people who are waiting for you to step into this space. And, And I do find that sometimes we'll take action, not for ourselves, you know, but for others. Um, I see it a lot with parents, you know, when, when shortly after our daughter was born, my husband and I had, um, a reading done by a a spiritual leader. And, um, it, it was, that was the message was, you know, she can't do what she's here to do if you all don't do what you're here to do. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it was, it was phenomenal fuel, you know, like, like whether that was true, quote unquote, on all levels or whatever, who cares? Like it was phenomenally inspiring to us to use that as our motivator. 
Um, mm. was the idea that like, I don't, I don't want to be the reason why she thinks less of herself or doesn't step up into that or somehow feels like it's not just ex- acceptable, but expected to play small. Um, you know, that wasn't something that I wanted to emulate. And so, so that was really kind of the kick in the butt that we needed to go, Oh, let's bump it up again. You know, not, not that, not that we were, um, we weren't strangers to the development journey, but, but it just, it did. It felt like it just kind of bumped us up a notch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there is real power in recognizing that there are people you can help, um, but you can't do it if you're not first willing to kind of help yourself or at least see yourself, right? Absolutely. As I always say, get out of your head and get into your heart because that's where we mm-hmm. make the best decisions. Beautiful. Beautiful. And so, so what are some, are there, there practical tips for how people can kind of get out of their head? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, connecting to what it is that you're really good at and what you're passionate about. But, you know, we have that ego, that monkey mind, you know, I like to talk about it as your saboteurs that are always there to hold you back, right? And so what I love to teach people is just to truly be conscious. So whatever it is that you're fear, you're feeling, whether it's fear, whether it's, um, you know, this, this, preconceived notion that, you know, people are going to judge you or you're going to be so successful that your friends won't like you anymore, whatever that (laughs) is, if you can bring it into your reality, presence it, then it starts to take the charge out of it. Just like, you know, if you have a lamp that's plugged into the wall, as soon as you presence it, it's like taking the, the lamp and unplugging it from the wall. The lamp will still be there. The fear will still always be there, but it won't have any power running to it. So the mm. ways that you can present something is just to really, really bring it into your awareness and consciousness. So that might be through journaling. It might be through having a conversation with someone else. You'd be surprised the intimacy and the trust that you can create when you have those vulnerable vulnerable moments with someone in conversation to say, you know what, I'm really, I'm kind of scared to tell you this about me because I'm, you know, I'm worried that you're going to judge me, but this is what actually I really feel. And so if you can just have that courage to presence what is going on, it instantly takes the charge right out of it. And that's what helps you to move forward. Wow. I love that. And it's, and it's so in alignment. I love the synchronicities with the information that I've received too, about the idea that it's never going to go away. And, And I caveat, maybe it will. I don't know. Maybe there's this magical moment that you get to where truly there none of you, not any aspect of you, you know, exists in the place of wanting to give into those stories. But for the most part, I find a lot of solace in thinking, okay, those are going to be there. If I give them power, like you're talking about the lamp analogy was perfect. If I give them energy and power, then they will, and they grow and grow and grow and grow. Right. And so when I remove the power source, they're just kind of dormant, you know, they're just kind of, they're there. And, um, I've shared this story before. I remember I'd worked through a ton of, um, a couple of years ago, I'd asked to be shown anywhere, anywhere where there was any little, any little grain of, of sand, of, of, of fear, of, of abdication, of anything within, within me, that, and I wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. And so that was the journey that, that I undertook quite um, intentionally. And I, I'd worked through quite a bit of it. And then, um, you know, everything was calm and peaceful. And I was like, oh, okay, great. And I was enjoying my new space. And then all of a sudden, I had this vision of my husband walking out the front door and being murdered. <gasps> and my heart was like, oh my God. And da, 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 da. and I stopped. I was like, wait a second. Like, that's not a fear that I hold. Like, what is going on here? And I could literally hear the little character inside of me go, oh man, like, like I caught on, you know? And it was like, it was trying to, like, it was this desperate attempt to throw anything at me 
that I would grip and be like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, is this going to happen? And I was like, what? Like, no. And I just laughed at it. It, 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 it was so funny. And I'm like, this is really going on inside of me. Like I'm really playing these games with myself, but it was so powerful to be able to stop in the moment and go like, no, I don't think so. You know? Uh, it's, and so I love what you're talking about it. If you remove the energy source, it kind of deflates the balloon a little bit. It's like, you know, and it kind of goes back into it's little there, but it's, it's still there. It's mm-hmm. just not this immense thing, this big obstacle thing that you've got to face. Well, it means that you are in control and that's the true beauty of being conscious with anything that's going on. And, and you know, I found over the years, I've tr- benefited tremendously and I'm always on with my clients. Please, please meditate. You know, meditation is one of the most powerful tools that you can do. It's free. It's easy. It's unlimited. You can do it <laughs> anywhere. And, you know, it's just, it blows my mind how underutilized it is as a tool, but that's the greatest way for you re- to really start to see things as they are. You know, it just helps. It's incredible how much it helps you to be conscious and be really finely tuned to those subtle messages so that you can distinguish Mm -hmm. between what's real and what isn't. And I love your story. It's almost as if they dialed it up to like a 12 (laughs) to say like, no, 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 really, really pay attention to me. It's very scary. (laughs) It was so fun. And it it reminds me of my laugh because it was, I remember when my daughter was younger and she watched um, Dora the Explorer and it reminds me of Swiper. Like, the, I don't know if you ever saw that if you have kids or whatever, but Swiper's this fox character that's always trying to, like, get over oh, snag yeah. things or whatever. And it's like, it's like, oh, man. Like, I could literally hear this little Swiper character being, like, foiled again. You know, it's like, what? What is going on in there? Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> it was so much fun. Well, I, and I love what you said about meditation. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a self-professed meditation dropout. I, I never did well with it. Um, but what I find, and so for you, for those of you listening who are feeling the same way, like, ah, I should meditate, but I kind of suck at it or I don't like it or whatever. And that's just a story for sure. You can get over, but I spent a lot of my time early on in my spiritual woo woo journey, um, judging myself because meditation just didn't work for me. That was, that was kind of the story that I had. But what I found is that, you know, there, and I don't want to bastardize meditation by saying, oh, there's all kinds of ways to meditate, but but there are all kinds of ways to get in touch with that piece of yourself. And it's changed for me over the years. So um, at one point it was running. Running was just a very, I had to busy my body to be able to quiet my mind. Then sometimes it was more stay, you know, make sure the body was completely still and then master, um, you know, managing the mind. And so, so I've, I've played with all different types. So don't, you know, don't go into like self-judgment if, if meditation is not your thing. Ask instead, what can I do that will lead me closer to that state that Julie's talking about? Maybe you never meditate as a, as a total practice, but, the, but being familiar with it and at least knowing what it feels like for you when you're in touch with that highest aspect of who you are um, is valuable. And then whatever, you, whatever practice or whatever you could do to get yourself to there, it, it does look different on different people. A lot of people I know um, that they practice yoga for, for that purpose or, um, you know, running, like, like it just depends. Like, so let's not, let's not, um, oh, it's so funny. I feel like I'm walking this like little middle ground. Like I really want to honor, honor meditation as a practice and also say that, um, there are, there are many ways to get in touch with that piece of yourself. And so certainly, 
try meditation and see um, what resonates with you. Chanting is another way a lot of people, because some of us, if we don't have some piece of us in action, <laughs> like it's more challenging for us to, to quiet that mind. And that may be a segue into where then, then you are able to meditate. Did I just totally run around that in circles? No, I think this makes perfect sense. What, what I hear, Tonya, is that you're saying, do what you can where you are. And Perfect. so, you thank know, you. Down, it's kind of like when people are ready to start a practice, I, I beg them. I say, please, please, please don't sit down and try to meditate for an hour because, <laughs> because, <laughs> because we laugh. It's like, <laughs> like the, new, the New Year's gym resolution. Uh, yeah. Every day for 30. You no, know, no, you're not actually. Um, yeah. So, you know, start <laughs> and if you can sit down and do one minute a day of just like breathing or mm, as you said, perfect. there are many different techniques. So I love the Vipassana style where we focus on sensations of the body. And just mm. as you were saying, that gives the brain something to do rather than to try to clear the mind and not have thoughts because that just right alone makes people anxious, right? It really does. Well, and then you feel like a failure and it's like, you know, I'm a big fan of giving people credit for the work that they've done. Like it, like that's part of the reason why I don't really engage in the ego dialogue. Cause it's like, that's a behemoth of an enemy. Like, but if you can pare it down into like little bits and parts and pieces like, okay, well this piece has this story and this over here. And then, and when you learn to manage each one, you get credit for that. <laughs> like it's not, you know, I, 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 don't know, I play games with myself, but it's, um, you know, but I like, I like the, you know, like the take one bite of the elephant. Don't try to eat the whole freaking elephant in one, one fail sitting. So um, that's folks, if you got nothing else from this interview, which is, is kind of silly to think about, but let's say you got nothing else from this interview then um, that's, that right there is some of the most powerful information is, is change something, just something small, you know, just, just make an effort to, to do what you can where you're at, which you said so eloquently. Um, so I know people are going to want to find out more about you. Where can we send them? Mm, well, let's send them to the website. I feel like that's the, the best place to kind of find a little bit of everything about like the podcast, about the other work that I do, um, or about my message or any of the videos, uh, series that I do. And so that's the Perfect. I just, I just adore that brand. That's so beautiful. It's so cute. And just go to her website anyway. She's so cute. Like she, she just has this great fun energy. Like you just kind of want to play with her. Like, let's go play. Let's go do something together. Um, she just has that real approachable kind of energy to her. So Julie, I, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. But more importantly, for doing what you're doing in the world. I think it's so powerful and that, that the real practical, applicable you know, get in there and, and discover your brilliance, discover those superpowers and then take action toward that. Like do something with it. Um, the, the world is waiting for you. So, so thank you for reminding all of us of that today. Oh, thank you, Tonya. This is such an amazing show. And as we were joking before, asking what is your superpower is one of my favorite coaching questions. So I feel like we're so very aligned in, in what we believe in the work we do. And so thank you for building this incredible community of people who share your passion. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to all of you out there, as always, we really do appreciate your loyalty. And until next time, go out uncover your superpowers and change the world take care everyone are you ready to discover your superpowers go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today